This show is sponsored by APCW Wrestling Academy. Learn wrestling from WWE Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, contact them at 770-871-5417 or online at apcwdouglasville at gmail.com. Also, buy collar and elbow brand. Save 10% on your next purchase by using our discount code WPNRussell. That's WPNRussell at checkout and get a discount on great collar and elbow products. You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Stunt woman, actress, football player, and maybe future pro wrestler. Today on the podcast, I have a multi-talented, multi-talented, easy for me to say, multi-sports personality joining me. Some of you may know her as uh, the, uh, I guess I should say, former number 10 of the Cleveland Crush, but tonight we're going to talk to this young lady about all her entertainment aspirations and slash endeavors where she was, where she expects to be in the future. Uh, will she ever be seen, professionally speaking, in the good old square circle? So this should be a good conversation, folks. My guests on the Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling Podcast tonight, I will say soon-to-be superstar, Susan Cash Dollar. Wow, that's a big intro there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> Am I pressuring you already? <laughs> That's a lot to live up to right there. Uh, you, you are, you know, dipping your toe in the pool that is professional wrestling. So you should get used to uh, those type of intros and things like that. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Uh, okay. So, you know, so just for the benefit of those that are out there listening to this, uh, you know, I want to explain that, you know, we're going to kind of be splitting the field here because I don't think that you can legitimately talk to you without having – uh, talked about the LFL to some degree, that that being uh, assumably your past. I don't know if you're, you're still in it at this this point. Uh, some of your, your stunt work and, of course, the wrestling and, and uh, your uh, tryout. And, and I don't want to get too far get too far ahead of myself because I think that's that's probably an interesting discussion in and of itself. So, uh, you know, I want everybody to know what we're kind of getting – prepped and ready for but before we do the 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 proper thing would be social media because i'm sure there are people out there that probably have not um, officially begun to follow you but they may want to following this conversation so we'll do it now and then we'll do it later if, if people want to follow miss cash dollar where can they find you 
Uh, I'm pretty plain Jane. It's um, <laughs> Susan Cash Dollar on Instagram and Susan Cash Dollar on Twitter. Uh, okay, so that, that that's easy. Yeah, that's very easy. And um, I don't post too much on Twitter right now. I think I'm mostly active on on Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page too, and I'm not very active on there right now. So probably oh. Instagram would be and, the best bet. Okay, so the Instagram is going to be your best bet out there, folks. If you want to follow her and her journey, <laughs> that that'll probably be the thing to do. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to ask because I've already heard that Cash Dollar is your legitimate and real last name. But I, I will say that if there was a name that was meant for the pro wrestling industry, that's probably it. So are you going to be walking in with that? Or do you expect to do some some flipping around on on the on the cash dollar logo or, or anything like that? Well, um, that's what they liked about. So when I, I actually had a tryout with the WWE in 2014, mm-hmm. and uh, that was coming off of when I played for the LFL, and that was one of their their big interests in me was my last name. And when I was in Florida, I got a lot of talk about, you know, if I was signed on, you know, how I could just keep my name. And um, so, yeah, I think if I was ever signed by the WWE, I think that would be, you know, I would just go with cash dollar. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like serving up a, a gimmick on a silver platter. Cash dollar. Yeah, kind of like a Ted DiBiase type of villainish. Uh, ah. there, I guess. Now, is that something that you would actually want to do? Do you think that you could uh, go playing the over-the-top millionaire or millionaires, uh if need be? Yeah, something like that. I've always, I always thought if um, if I was any character, I would like to be somebody dark and what? villainous. Why? I think that's what I do in stunts. I like to be I like to be the bad guy and uh, I don't know that's always just like the the role that's attracted me is to be the villain but, but you seem like such a sweet person <laughs> I maybe that's it maybe it's because it's, it's opposite of really um, who I get to be I guess or who I am and uh, you know it's it's fun okay well well, let's start from the beginning here. Uh, were you always an athletic person? You know, g- give me a little bit of the rundown of the sports that you have participated in uh, thus far. Um, well, growing up, I did. Uh, I was into basketball and softball. I was a pitcher for um, at my high school for four years. Um, so that was probably like my my big sport in high school was softball. Um, I played volleyball. I ran cross country. Um, I wasn't too, too great at anything growing up. I was just kind of, I kind of dabbled into everything. So I was good at everything, but I I never was really exceptional at any particular sport. Um, so I didn't go to college for, for sports, but I went to college for six years and I, I got my degree in exercise physiology. So my degree itself is very active and um, right now I'm a wellness director and a personal trainer. And um, I think above any sport, I just love to be 
in the gym lifting weights and conditioning and training and um because I do all of that I think I'm I'm good at pretty much any like wrestling and the stunt work that I do and um it all kind of stems from what I do in the gym and um the conditioning that I do and the the strength program and all of that okay so so more or less, you were a jack of all, or I guess I'm going to say a jill of all trades, but master of none. If we if we're going to go by what you just said there, is, would you? Uh, is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I admire people. I for me, I I like to just. There's so much that I want to do mm-hmm. that I I feel like I. It's more than dabbling. Like I, I get involved in stuff, mm-hmm. but there's so much that I want to do that I've never really invested all of me into one route and uh i've always admired people that know exactly what they want to do and at a very young age too and can invest all of their energy into that or or whatever it is um i've i've always been kind of all over the place (laughs) well at least you can you can admit it that that that's uh that's good i guess you know (laughs) Yeah. I'm just everywhere. Well, but I'm going <laughs> to assume at some point within that run, I mean, you've named off a couple of things that you did and you've admitted that you uh, kind of at least tried your hand at a, a lot of different things. But at some point you must have thought, hey, I'd like to give playing sports professionally a try, uh, which I'm going to assume led to the LFL. Was was that the, the, the kind of thought process that brought you to that or was there a different different route that you took um yeah when i was in well this was 2011 when i played in the okay. lfl and uh i was living in pittsburgh at the time and i just happened to see a game on tv and at the time it was on mtv too um so i saw a game i hadn't heard anything about it but i saw the game and i was like what is this um I watched the game and I just thought to myself, I could do that. And, uh, I was training. I didn't have anything that I was really competing for or training for. There was no competition. And I felt like that would be something that I could train for Mm -hmm. and, uh, like an outlet for all of the training that I was doing. So I looked into it and they, the following season, they were hosting a tryout in Cleveland. And um, I ended up commuting from Pittsburgh to Cleveland for the tryout. And the very first day, we were at some, like, facility, some sports facility um, in a suburb here. And there were over 200 girls at the tryout. And they had to, I think they ended up cutting it off because there were too many girls there for the tryout. Mm. And... Uh, we had, I don't know how familiar you are with Browns uh, football, mm-hmm. but Hanford Dixon was our coach, Bob Golick, um, Ricky Feature. So they were all there at the, uh, at the tryout. And uh, I think that first round, they ended up cutting it down to about 60, 70 girls, and I made it through. And then from there, it was just a long process. I think that was like March, and then we had a few more little cuts made and then finally maybe in june 
we knew officially that we were on the team or not. And then at that point, I think I just decided I was commuting like a two hour drive to our plus drive from Cleveland to Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Um, so I just decided to move to Cleveland once I knew for sure that I was on the team. And, uh, it was, it was a good experience. Um, very physical. Um, I, I didn't know much about football going into it. So I learned a lot, you know, along the way and just really? with each. Yeah. Um, so it was just learning how to play football for me. Um, and being physical too. I was, I was a tight end. So I was on the line and that was a lot of fun for me. Um, but with anything like that, it's a grind. Um, you know, it didn't pay. So you had to work full time. And then I was training on top of that. And then I had to go to two or three practices a week. And then, you know, you're getting beat up and putting yourself out there. So um, for me, I, I wasn't passionate about it. So after the, the year, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to come back. Um, but I definitely respect the girls that there were girls that were on my team. Like this was 2011 that are still playing um, today. And that's been, what, seven years? Yeah. So... I mean, you do have to respect it. And as I'm hearing you talk about it, I'm hearing a lot of parallels in uh, a couple of different things. Uh, well, one specifically, of course, the wrestling world uh, has a lot of that where the pay isn't great, you know, if you're on the on the independent circuit. You got to love it You got if you're going to participate and go forth and, and, and really chase after that. Uh, also, and... I'm sure for those that have listened to any number of the podcasts that I had, they, they may have come across an interview with some of the individuals I, I talked with with the WOW, because you just opened the door for something for me that I wasn't really aware of, and that it sounds like the LFL was just an open-door policy for athletic uh, women to try, and we will train you to play the game once you're here. Is, is that fair? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's kind of like wrestling, too, and, and um, there were girls that played. Um, there are different football leagues out there for women, and in Cleveland, um, I forget what it is, like maybe the, I'm going to say it wrong, AFL or it's another football uh, league for women. So well, I, I there know were two of them, uh, at least at the time. I don't know if they still exist. I know there was the Women's Football Alliance and the Independent Women's Football League. Now, I don't know if those were the ones that you're specifically talking about, but I know that they existed, or maybe one of them still exists. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we had a couple of girls, well, more than a couple, play mm -hmm. football with another league. Uh, we had girls from, because there weren't very many franchises, I think there were only maybe eight in the nation, mm -hmm. um, and LFL at the time, so four on the East Coast, four on the West Coast. Um, we had girls commuting from Detroit or um, like Toledo or Pittsburgh or you know, just that that was like the closest franchise to them, Cleveland. So um, we we ended up playing Tampa, Orlando, and I think Baltimore, and I think that was it at the time. So we had girls that commuted, and a lot of the girls did have a football background. And then me and other girls had 
sports backgrounds. And, yeah, we, we were brought on, and we were just kind of taught football as, as we went, too. Okay. Um, and it was it was weird because it was during my season um, the games were live on MTV two so we only played four games the entire season and it kind of it was aired Friday night so everyone kind of had a turn and there were eight teams and I think each team played it four different times mm-hmm. um, so it it wasn't like we had a, a huge schedule we practiced a lot for four games. Um, but yeah, it was, it was different. It was, it was, a, I wouldn't take it back. It was a good experience. And, um, I've met, I was new to Cleveland and I met 19 girls, you know, right there from just being on a team with them. Um, a lot of them were still really close, good friends. So, um, uh, overall, know, good experience. Well, you know, it, I'm glad I asked you about that because this the parallel for the LFL and WOW, it just it, it is amazing to me when, as you're talking about it that like what you just said the the entirety of your season yeah you trained a lot and certainly don't want to discount that or take away from it but the entirety of the season was the four games whereas in WOW, or at least in the original season of WOW, for those that don't know, that was Women of Wrestling that was run out of uh, uh, California at the time, uh, David McLean, and they, and they still pop back up here and there. But, I mean, I know women that were on that show whose entire professional wrestling career was maybe three or four matches, possibly mm-hmm. five. And much like what you said, they walked, you know, they walked into this thing very athletic, very, you know, very, you know, very uh, with a high aptitude for, let's say, for sports, but didn't necessarily wrestle before they walked into that business or not that business, but into that promotion. And they were taught they were taught maybe inside of three to four months before they were put on TV. And now you're you're having to perform much like what you're talking about. Uh, on on a televised product, and be good, you know. You know, so hats off. And that was that was again seven years ago, and I I haven't followed much since. So I, I'm not sure. Um, maybe a lot changed since then, and I think they're they've been picked up. The last I, I heard, it was through Fuse TV, or it might be on a different. Uh, station, but it could be completely different now. Um, but that was just my experience, and at the time it was MTV2, and the games were live, and that was really exciting that the games were live. Um, and we had an awesome venue. We played at Quicken Loans, where the Cavs play, okay. so we had a really cool venue, and uh, I think at the, at the time it was like the LFL's one of the LFL's high moments, like it was kind of their peak um especially being live on mtv too and um but again i don't know where they what's going on with them so much now well yeah i mean i guess you're pretty far removed from it at 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 this stage of it but um considering that you walked into it in 2011 uh they were at the time the lingerie football league opposed to what they are now the legends football league is that that correct Correct. Okay. Uh, uh, not only, uh, 
I guess I can't really ask you this, so I'm going to speculate. I, I, the only real reason I, I've known for them to kind of change the name and and kind of alter the uniforms up a little bit, uh, I don't think it's a huge difference, but it but it looks more like let's say sports attire or, or opposed to lingerie at, the, at this stage. Uh, I, I I'm guessing. <laughs> And maybe you could chime in on it with with your opinion, but I'm guessing a lot of that was just for the sake of uh, sponsorships or you know trying to make it more palatable for a, a television audience who who might have you know a, an opposing point of view about it. I mean, what what say you? I agree with that. Yeah, I think that um, just to be taken more seriously and um, more respect, you know. Mm. Um, but I, again, I've been so far removed from it. Um, I did see one of my friends who she, I think she plays for Chicago now. And I think they were wearing like, um, like long spandex pants. Yeah. It might've been, it might've been warm up. Um, well, they, they have those pictures in the, um, uh, uh, on the roster photos now. So that, you know, again, I, I, I don't know how, if, if that's what they're, they're wearing, like I said, it could be the warm ups for, for all I know, but, when I saw it, I was like, okay, they, they, they're progressing again. Looks like it. Because the first thing I thought about when I was, uh, I guess, doing the research on, on what you playing at the time, I was like, okay, if I take a hit wearing, wearing this outfit, I don't know how much protection I got. Even oh, if, yeah. you, you know, I was like, if you drag me across the turf, like that just feels in my mind of like, this has got to be like massive rug burn. Oh, that turf burn is real. That it's. <laughs> I um my one of my only injuries. Mm-hmm. I I broke my nose, and uh, this was, that was early on before we even played any games. It was during a practice. Um, it was a teammate. I got an elbow to the nose, mm-hmm. and uh, my only other injury was during warmups. So we're out running for you know, running some routes and stuff, just warming up. And I tripped over <laughs> one of my teammates' foot, and I like just slid on my stomach, and I got turf burn like all down my stomach, down my leg, down the side of my face. <laughs> that I mean, it was bad. It was just I, I bet. being clumsy, just being clumsy and and taking a fall. <laughs> well, see, I I can imagine, but and again, you know, going back and looking at. The, the uniforms at the time opposed to what they're wearing now and and I don't want to make it sound like it's a massive difference uh, the, other than maybe if, if they are legitimately playing with the, the, the tights on uh, then that would be uh, great for your legs I, I guess but it, it just didn't seem like man uh, you know that there's there's not a lot here to, to pad this if you, so you can really drag somebody across that turf and just mess them up. Right. Yep. It's no joke. Uh, would you like to talk about the rap you performed in the locker room? Oh, did you see that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> of course I did. I just, I just research, research. So I that was a <laughs> that was a pregame ritual. Ah. And okay. uh, I don't even know how it started. Um, but. I don't know how I was put in that place either. Maybe it kind of spins off my last name a little bit. 
Um, ah, but yes. That was something that we did before each game. We would get into a huddle and just kind of just to take the anxiety off of us a little bit, you know, just to have some fun before the game. Um, that was actually um, the wrap kind of started there and then when I went back to the um, WWE this past February um, I used that my last name cash dollar and I had a um, silver dollar sign chain and I went in and my promo was cash dollar and I I, I put together a wrap and I dissed all the girls on the at the time current main roster um, <laughs> in a wrap <laughs> Uh, oh boy! <laughs> now I, I wish that's not recorded somewhere, now is it? Oh, it's recorded somewhere, but you'll you'll probably never see it. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> ah, if I could only get a hold of that. Now, for for those that are listening to this podcast, if you do want the rap that you can see and hear, you can go to her Instagram and you can see her perform her rap. The pregame ritual right there in the crush locker room. Uh, if if I'm good, I may be able to pull it off and stick it into this podcast for your listening pleasure. So you know, just uh, if if you happen to hear it here, then you then you know I was successful. If not, then I will leave the link and you can go to to her Instagram. You can just scroll down and kind of find it. Um, I do not believe that the uh, Toledo Crush uh, still exists. So I'm going to kind of go into the, your your history with in, in that one year. Did you wind up playing? I don't know. Was it called the Legends Cup at the time? I, I, no, we were we were a brand new franchise, and okay. we were the Cleveland Crush at the time. And oh, then okay. I think the following year it was the Cleveland Crush. And the year after that, it must have been 2013, they moved to Toledo, and became oh. I think. Toledo Crush? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. That's right. I got ahead of myself. They, I, I, I said in the beginning that you were with the Cleveland Crush, and I, I, I put Toledo in my notes. But, uh, yeah, they, they at some point they did become the Toledo Crush. I'm not sure if they, they're still around. But um, the, what you're playing for all season long, I, I guess the, the equivalent of what the LFL would call the Super Bowl, uh, was it – titled the legends cup at the time and if so did you did you get to that did your team make it we didn't we were so far from it that (laughs) (laughs) i i think we we lost every game and um yeah we had no chance in that and i don't think it was the legends cup because we were still the lingerie football league um i don't know what it was called the lfl super bowl something like that well, LFL Cup, uh, but um, in our defense, we were a brand new franchise, kind of put together, and the other teams had been developed and had girls who were returning, so it was kind of like a rookie year for all of us. And uh, there's a there's a learning curve to it, and uh, yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> well, that's fine. You know that works. Did you ever think about going back? I mean, not considering now that it that it has turned over a little bit. Now I don't, I don't know if the pay is any better. You know, I I haven't checked into that. From from my notes, I do not think that has become a a uh, 
huge difference. Maybe something, but I but I don't think that there's been any real monetary gain, at least for the players. But has it ever crossed your mind? Like you know what? I think I might like to go back. Um, no, I, I I think after my first year and even during my first year, I I knew I wasn't passionate about football. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's something that I I haven't thought about doing. Now wrestling, on the other hand. Well, how do you how do you feel on that? Because you know I've seen a couple of things you know from you, and, and again you know let, let's go back to what you said earlier is that you you kind of have spread spread yourself out. Uh, you you've been in the stunt work. You you uh, I, I guess performed acting to to some degree. Uh, you you've been in the wrestling ring, and you seem like you from all in, you know for all intents and purposes you seem like you enjoy it. Uh, where, where would you rank your passion in in those fields? Not wrestling singularly, but you know, just just these other endeavors that you've been a part of. Uh, well, the stunt work is what actually got me back into into wrestling, and uh, a lot of it. I've met a lot of people who are wrestlers and who do stunts, and uh, I'm, I'm you know I'm finding out more about each sport or each each outlet you know as i go but there are a lot of wrestlers that i've come across that that do stunt work and vice versa and uh stunt work is awesome because you can do it could be a a fight scene or it could be something as little as maybe a director needs you to fall down a set of steps for the actor or maybe you just need to stand in for an actor maybe it's like a risky scene and you know they want to Wait, they want a second team to come in and kind of run through it first. And uh, it could be something like that, or you could be in like a Marvel movie and be like Scarlett Johansson's stunt double. And uh, it, it could be fighting. It could be weaponry. You could be really good at with guns or medieval weapons or um, a bow stick or, you know, it could be anything that you specialize in. Um, or you could be good at everything and you could be good at jumping off of a building or, you know, high falls like that. Um, so stunt work's really cool because it, it's a lot of like wrestling too and like MMA stuff when you're fighting, but it's, it's also, um, much more than that also. Um, and the wrestling is awesome and you're in a ring and you have this personality and this character and you're out there. You're not, you know, stunt doubles are never seen in the movies. They go in, you know, they do the dirty work and really don't get credit for it. You know, where wrestling is, you have a character and you're in the ring and you're on display and you're out there and, you know. You get all the credit. Right, right. That's right. And all the praise. And you're correct on both fronts. You know, I guess you can... Uh point your finger at the ballot of the unknown stuntman to, to really uh, bring home the point for, for what you're talking about there because the job of the stuntman or stuntwoman in this case is, is to be invisible. You know? Right. I mean, uh, th- there was somebody that sent me a, she sent me a demo reel for her stunt work and I'm like, you know, I I, I, I know that is her but for the most part, I'm like, I, I can't see you. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't see your face here because that's how they shot it. I was like they, they shot this stuff 
specifically so you would look back at the person that you're standing in for. So I can't really, you know, judge it on, on those terms. Physical, the, the physicality is great, but, you know, in terms of me like, hey, there's so-and-so, I can, I, I can hardly do that. Yeah, I mean, you can point out and you can say, hey, that's my leg right there. That's my arm. <laughs> I, I but guess honestly, the, um, the, the better you get at stunts, the better you're going to be at wrestling and vice versa. The better you get at your wrestling and the, the stuff that you do in the ring, all the tricks and stuff, the better you're going to be at stunts. And um, I've had a couple of wrestlers actually reach out to me asking about stunts and how to get into it. And... Um, just really with all that, the the wrestling and even football, just being physical and learning how to, it's really all about learning how to fall properly and take a hit. And if you can do that or take a bump or, you know, you're halfway there. Do you enjoy taking these hits and bumps? Yeah, I do. I enjoy I, wrestling is a lot of fun to me. I enjoy being in the ring. I enjoy, I get excited when I see something and I, I need to find out how that person did it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I like to learn new tricks and, uh, and it's not just wrestling, but it's like gymnastics and yoga and, you know, everything that I do in the gym. Um, I constantly want to get better and learn new things. And that carries over to the wrestling, too. I like any new skills, any new tricks um, with stunts. It's learning new fight moves. or um, It's always a challenge. You sound like a, you got quite a bit on your plate. <laughs> As I'm here, you just, you name it off yoga and stunt work and wrestling. I mean, that that's, that's a lot of stuff. Do, do you even have time? to go and train in, in a wrestling ring? I, I somehow make time for it. It's, um, it's tough because I, I want to be the strongest and I don't want to like, I squat and I bench and I deadlift and then I do a bunch of yoga too, but then I want to stay conditioned and I, I row a lot and I run a lot. Um, and then if my strength starts to slip, you know, I go back and I hit the weights a little harder and then maybe my time conditioning starts to slip a little bit or I'm not doing as much yoga as I want to be doing or I'm not spending as much time learning new skills or doing gymnastics or getting in the ring or working with the stunt team. So it's a lot. It's a lot to handle. And I know some wrestlers, too, and I respect them. Like any, um, like my friend Michael Hutter, EC3, He's a big dude. Like he lifts a lot. Anybody who who lifts a lot, and then on top of that, like you can tell, like they spend a lot of time in the gym, and then on top of that, they have to train in the wrestling ring too, and that's hard. Like you're exhausted. You do so much in the gym, and then you got to do wrestling on top of that. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Let me just be honest and clear right now for anybody that's out there that I don't have the willpower to get myself up to to do that day in and day out. It is not as easy a gig as some people uh, tend to believe, uh, which brings me to another thing that 
you know, in the time that I've covered this, and quick plug for me on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, I've seen quite a bit of people come and go. Uh, they they got in and and you know for whatever reasons and, and for a variety of reasons they have faded away or just up and quit or you know some of them didn't even really get through practice. Uh, well, I shouldn't say practice, but you know the the training set portions of it. Uh, you don't seem to be that type of personality where it's going to break you. But I want to ask, is there a timetable in your head for an entering debut? Um, soon. It would, like, <laughs> it would, it would have to be soon. I, I don't have any specific date, but, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, you know, not, no, no specific date. I'm but... not there yet. I, you know, I, I want it to be the right moment. Okay. Um, so, hopefully, very soon. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, if I'm if I'm going to add my two cents to that, and could I wrap that in saying soon might be underneath three months? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> You're practicing how to be a vague heel. <laughs> Don't ask me these questions, Mean Gene. Move on. Okay, so we, we no, got... No, that, that's my honest answer, though, too, is, is I, I really don't have... Um, I, it's just not ready. I'm just not ready yet, but soon. Okay, well, well, that's fair. That, yeah. That's fair that you, you admit that you're not ready, and you know, give a plus because I, again, having done this for a while, you know, watched it for a while, there are those who got in not ready at all. Some of which admitted to me that they hadn't really even been trained, but that's another story for another day. So, you know, we'll we'll uh, move on with that. So. Uh, Bravo to you for at least t- giving it the respect it deserves to not get in until you're perfectly ready. Mm-hmm. But now that aside, you, I mean, you, you're training now, but you also got a tryout with the largest wrestling promotion. I mean, I know they don't call themselves a wrestling promotion, but you got to try out with the largest functioning wrestling promotion in the world i did yes <laughs> so, so i mean now I have, i've had two tryouts with them now two uh, okay see now right now i want you to i want you to listen out into the world because any wrestler that it, that's on the indies that's listening to this is uh probably turning green at this particular moment mm-hmm so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, cause two t- it's, it's hard enough to get in there once, much less twice. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, well, initially, I think I think I, if you're asking like how I got the tryout, um, yes. But let, let's go with how. Let's start with the the hows. 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from, you know, I submitted my information like anybody else. You know, I went onto the the site and uploaded my photos and my bio. And um, 
I had actually gotten a, an email um, maybe two months out from the tryout and just asking me to come down. Um, but I think it's, it's my history in sports and lingerie football. And um, I think it's a combination of that and maybe a little bit my – I have a different look. I'm very muscular. Um, and that I don't think you see – at least I haven't seen a lot of that. Um, in women's wrestling. Um, so I think my look is a little different and, um, my last name definitely helps. Um, so my first tryout was in 2014 and, um, I wasn't ready for it at all. I, um, I'd never stepped foot into a ring before. I thought it was something that I could, um, just because of the training that I was doing at the time, I just thought it was something I could, I could go down there and I'd be fine. Um, and I didn't have a, a big notice before the trial either. So, um, I was just very unprepared for it. And I knew as soon as I stepped foot, you know, into the performance center that I really, really just let a good thing go right there. Um, so that whole process, that whole trial didn't go well. Um, I was, I'd never had run the ropes. Um, I'd never taken a bump before, um, the, the the rolling that we do the front rolls the back rolls the shoulder rolls um you know the blow up drills any of that and um even a promo i just i had nothing really i was just unprepared and i regretted that and a few years had passed i got into stunts and uh like i said a lot of the stunt stuff that you do just carries over into wrestling just learning how to fall and how to take hits and um I just realized that I thought at the time, like year, four years ago, that I couldn't do wrestling. Like, and then when I got into stunts, I um, realized that you know you could do anything. Like, I, I learned how to do a lot of the falls and the the moves, and I, I reached back out to um, to the WWE and I asked them for my second tryout, and they invited me back. So I got the, the second tryout in February and it went, uh, it was complete 180 from my first tryout. It couldn't have gone in my opinion, any better for myself. So I was, um, I was really happy when I left in February, um, just with the training that I did and how I prepared for it. And, um, I just went in there really confident and, uh, I just left everything there. And so when I left on the last day of the trial, I was just completely happy with what I did. Okay. That's cool. And, and I guess that would be the train out that I read about at the time as uh, on the, the uh, Facebook page that I operate. Um, we got that press release that the WWE put out about, hey, you know how they, they, they give a listing of everybody and their qualifications and who's who we have coming out for this quarter tryout and so on and so forth. And lo and behold, one of the names that we saw in there was Susan Cash Dollar. You know, and, and they did play it up. Former LFL uh, football player and stunt woman and all that good stuff. And, and they had the picture right up there in front of the ring and the performance center with the WWE shirt on and the whole nine yards. Which you can go see on our Facebook page right now, by the way. Yeah, so I mean that was uh I um 
I have no no regrets. Um, I put up, like I said, I put everything out there um, the second time, and uh, I was prepared for it, and uh, couldn't have done anything else. Okay, so you came out of that. You felt like the second time around was a was as good as you could have possibly done, which is which is a big thumbs up. So now you have a little, you know, the experience. You, you've gone through the, the performance center, uh, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll get back. To, I'm gonna loop back around to the performance center in a minute. But um, so when you left there, did it? I guess did the light bulb go off in your head? Like you know what? I think I want to give this wrestling thing a go. Um, yeah, and it was even before then. It well, was okay. It was in prep for for that, and I knew like you know if this if this doesn't happen for me, then I'm going to still continue to train, and I'm going to still be, you know, I can still end up somewhere somewhere else in in the wrestling world. So. Um, that was a thought. Like as soon as I started training for it, um, I knew that if it didn't work out, you know, I would still be there and I would still be training for it. Uh, while you're there, I mean, uh, and I've only talked to maybe I don't know two people that I can think of off the top of my head that went through uh, the the whole performance center deal. Uh, one of which was, I guess. Uh, about a month ago, Lindsay Snow, in fact, and on camera, she told me it was one of the hardest things that she had done uh, just in terms of what they put her through while she was there. Uh, what, what say you? What, what did they put you through while you were at, this, at the center, physically speaking? Uh, it was tough. It was, I, I feel like I'm at, as far as like my conditioning goes, mm-hmm. um, I've never been more conditioned and in better shape than I am right now. And, uh, it was tough. We, um, the, just the drills, I mean, you, you can do all you want in the gym, but the, the drills that you do in the ring are just a different test. And we, we did a lot of blow up drills and I don't know if you're familiar with the bag drill. No. So it's like you hit the rope and you do a burpee, jump over the bag, burpee, hop back up. So we did three minutes straight of just that at one point. And that, that was probably the most brutal of all of our conditioning. But, um, it it was, it was definitely a test. Um, it was, it was a lot of conditioning. Um, you spend a day with, um, the strength and conditioning coach. Um, it's just constant go, go, go. And, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they don't hold back on you. So, you have to go in in the best shape of your life and be ready for that. So, so that that's fair warning to anybody that's out there that's looking to go to the to the PC. It's not a, it's not a cakewalk. Oh yeah, you gotta be you gotta be on your A game. You have to be in better shape than you probably already are, and uh, especially your conditioning. Um, that that's definitely a, a must just to be just running the ropes and burpees and jumping over the bag and doing a ton of rolls. And, um, yeah, if you're not conditioned, you won't make it. Uh, intimidation factor that did it. Uh, some people would wind up being a little bit intimidated, just being in the same building as some of the people that they are. I mean, you know, 
I know that could be just the hardcore wrestling fans or, or anything like that coming across uh, uh, what's got Matt Bloom and some of the people that they work with. Uh, did it? Did it ever? Uh, did the jitters get to you like, oh man, I'm I'm here again, or you know, any of that stuff hit you uh, before you started, or, or were you just in uh, beast mode at that particular point? Uh. I, my first time around, yes, because I was not prepared. So just lack of confidence, not being just because I wasn't prepared. I had, you know, that was that was nerve wracking. Um, this second time, I was very confident. Um, not a lot of nerves. I was just there and I was ready to go. And um, I'd been there before, so I was familiar with the place and kind of more familiar. I've only been to Orlando several times now but just more familiar with the area and just my getting getting around and um i just just confidence is everything and i just i was completely prepared for it and even my promo we we got those out of the way the first day so that was nice so then after that it was just everything was in ring or just conditioning or you know working in the gym so um not a lot of nerves i was just um I was just, I was excited to be there and just, um, I, I enjoyed every bit of it and um, just put everything into it. Well, we have to talk to your personalities. You brought up the promo. And, <laughs> yes, and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, you have a, a picture floating around, perhaps on your Instagram, we're going to plug that again. Where you're in the ring, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, there were some dollar bills kind of floating around, perhaps by your feet. Yeah, I made it rain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now you have to get the story there because you know now this is promo land, and you and you're showing off your personality. You made it rain. Your name's Susan Cash Dollar, so I'm sure there's a thread that kind of wraps through all of that. Give me, give me the story here. The story with the, my promo. Yeah, the story with your promo. Oh yeah, like I said, it was it was a rap, and I I put together a little rap, a sixty second rap, and I um I just every every girl on the main roster at the time, and um, I had my dollar bills, and I had my my dollar sign chain, and um, just went up there and rapped. And I, I mean, with, with 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 the promos, you can't hold back. So it was just, it was over the top, and you just have to go with it. So. So now, I, I guess within this, were you, were you assigned? Hey, this is what I need you to do, or they just said, all right, it's promo time. Hit me. Give me, give me the best you got. Yeah, you you don't you're not assigned anything. So you come up with, you know, it could be anything you could come up with um and a lot of the the girls were um already had a gimmick um so you could come with that or they could come with, with anything um but you have 60 seconds in front of the camera to make an impression and you can do whatever you want with it um so honestly like the crazier the better um <laughs> you want to stand out so um just something completely out of the box and uh um, you know, you, anything that you could be as creative as you are and just come up with anything that you want. Okay. 
So, so I, I'm going to assume that you walked into that building all before they even said the word promo, already knowing that okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, you have to be, you have to have something prepared, um, especially if you have props or uh, like we, we. Everyone knows before the trial that there's going to be a day where we do promos. So and it's. Six, you have like 60 seconds to, to do something in front of the camera, in front of the staff, in front of the other wrestlers. Um, so yeah, it'd be it'd be really really bad if you had nothing prepared. <laughs> I would imagine so. I, I, and I, I would guess that one of the real questions that somebody out there that's listening that that might have seen that picture could be asking right now: Was it real money? That was fake money. That was Amazon Prime fake money. I, I got for like bucks. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, this is the point you're supposed to embellish. Like, yeah, that was, that was, that was all one hundred dollar bills. That, that was, <laughs> my name's Cash Dollar. Of course, it was real. Yeah. I'll tell the truth though. I got it off Amazon. It was like twelve bucks sent to me. That you know, in two days. So. Okay. All right, well, so there you go. Look, you learn something new here, kids. If you if you're making a movie, and you need you some uh, some bills for your scene, go on Amazon for for that fake money. And uh, yeah, it looks real. It looks real, except for up close. There's like a little red stamp on it, and like some Chinese lettering. So. Okay, well, see that that is something new. Something new that I've learned. So, so now that we've established that you, you walked in there with personality, you walked in there physically ready, you've already gotten your mind set that I'm going to continue this this wrestling thing. Can we get a a uh, I don't want to say a preview of, of the the cash dollar persona? First off, have you have you finished tweaking her out? Uh, no, you cannot get a preview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that for my uh, debut. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> but but have you finished tweaking it out though? Have, have you smoothed out everything that in your head is like okay, this is what I'm gonna be when I go out there to that ring. You know, we're not talking about WWE land. We're talking about you know the, the, on the independent wrestling circuit. Have you have you uh, smoothed Cash Dollar out? Yeah, she's being smoothed out. I think it's just. Um, an exaggeration of who I really am too. And um, like, if it's too far from who you really are, you know, I don't think it's going to work. Um, so yeah. Yeah. She's coming along. Cash dollars coming along. Uh, are we going to go by a, the single name? Or are we going to full name? I don't know yet. We'll see. You know, now what you should do, you should take a poll. You got some social media happening. You should ask us, should I just go Susan's cash dollar or should I just be cash dollar? Now. I, oh, as a poll? Yeah, I could do that. Now, if it's me, if I'm going to place my vote right now, I'm going to say last name. Go with cash dollar. Last name only. Last name only. I, I I can I can already see the T-shirt. Just cash dollar right across the shirt. Boom. Yeah, I like that. Put, I like cash dollar. Put that in in a nice font with some chrome or something like that. Just right, you know, 
you said yourself you want to be kind of over the top. The, the bigger you are, the better you are in the wrestling world. And see, you put Susan, it, it humanizes you a little bit. You got cash, dollar. You, you're already bigger than big. Yeah, the Susan does bring me down a little bit. <laughs> see, um, not, no, I wasn't going to say that. I'm, I'm not going to say It doesn't bring you down. See, it, I, I chose that word carefully. It humanizes you. Makes you makes you makes you a regular person. You want you want cash dollar to be big. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. You know that that that's just my 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 uh, outlook on it. But uh, maybe I, I don't know if you are capable of of uh, asking your followers on on Instagram like, hey, which do you prefer? Should I be Susan Cash Dollar or just Cash Dollar? But maybe they can chime in and, and you know. And let you know. That would be a good poll. Maybe I'll do that. I think it'd be. I think it'd be fun. Uh, not to be a downer here, at, at, you know, during this this conversation, but uh, you knew Big Bully Busick, correct? I did. He was a really good friend of mine, and um, I knew him when I was 18 years old. He was uh, my boss. I used to work at um, Mountaineer Fitness Center in mm-hmm. Chester, West Virginia, and he was the the manager there at the time. And um, I worked. That's where I first met him. And I was 18, and he was big into lifting and powerlifting, and uh, he put that gym together. Um, and uh, we, I actually. Um, was on the treadmill next to him. This was probably when I was 19 or maybe even 20. And he ended up uh, having a heart attack on the treadmill next to me. Oh. And uh, that was, I don't know what year that would have been. Um, maybe like 2004, 2005. Um, but we, um, we, I mean, it was just a very scary, scary uh, thing that happened. And, um, the ambulance came and they brought the AED out and um, they they brought him back and he he had uh, a really rough time. Um, I, I don't know when he was initially diagnosed with cancer. I mean that was years later after that had happened. Um, you know, but ever since that incident, we we'd been we had been close friends and um, he was always a, a big mentor in my life and. Uh, um, just a good friend all around. Um, and, uh, when he was first diagnosed with cancer, um, maybe this was maybe like, I could be wrong four or five years ago. He's just had like a long, it was just a long road, just a struggle, um, with the cancer coming back. And the last time I, I saw him was before my tryout. We, we met up at, um, a wrestling place in uh, West Virginia, in Benwood, West, uh, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just talking, and, you know, he took me through some drills and just was giving me advice and just being an awesome friend. And, um, you know, even at that time, he was he was a little sick. I think he had he was going through chemo. And um, so, but he, um, he was, a popular guy. He was loved by a lot of people. He had a big family, a ton of friends. Um, and all the way, you know, 
until the end, he had people beside him, like a lot of support. Yeah, yeah see, I, 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 I am in a, uh, I guess, age class enough to remember the bully uh, when he, he stepped in the ring and he, uh, a little bit before when he was in the territories. Old school, uh, classic, tough guy gimmick. The, the the tiny hat, the turtleneck, the big mustache, the cigar. I mean, he's it he's like straight out of a cartoon. That guy, he was, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do remember that remember him in in that respect. I, I know that you you uh, put a picture up with him on your your Instagram, uh, which is why you know why I asked. I didn't you know like I said not not trying trying to bring the show down, folks. You know I I, I know that. The, that that might make some people sad out there, and him having recently passed away this this month, in fact. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't think it would be uh, right for me not to have uh, at least asked about the relationship and how how he uh, apparently influenced your wrestling aspirations and so on and so forth. I'm glad you're able to speak on that a little bit. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. He was- he was a great guy. I mean, he, I, I've never met anybody else like him. Just very, very generous and hardworking and loved wrestling and his family. And um, he would he would do anything for anybody. And uh, just a good guy. Uh, I'm going to assume that you would cite him as somewhat of an in-ring inspiration to some degree. Would you cite anybody else that you... I don't know if I would say grew up watching, but began watching and looked at like, you know what? I like that guy or girl, whoever. Yeah, I think I take a little bit from everybody. Um, I don't think there's one person that I idolize or just, um, I think that I, I see different things everywhere that I go. And I've, I've met a lot of people recently um, just in the wrestling world. And I take a little bit from everybody and just, um, I, I guess uh, of everybody, um, EC3 has been very helpful to me. And um, if before my child, you know, he'd be the one that I would text and just ask for advice. And um, just his, he's just awesome with the microphone. I think he's just good all around. Just, um, you know, what he does in the gym and his look and his, his gimmick. And um, um, just, just everybody, just... Um, I like to get new ideas, and I'm really big into learning new tricks and things. So, um, um, and not just wrestling too, just uh, a lot of stunt people and gymnasts and uh, weightlifters. So I get my inspiration from a lot of people. Okay, that was fair enough. And and, and speaking of EC3, thank goodness they let that guy keep his. EC3 gimmick. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he deserves that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when I saw him show up, I was like, man, that that is great. That They, they didn't tamper with it. They didn't change him. They didn't, I mean, he basically is the, the same person without actually yeah. call, calling himself Ethan Carter III. I know I, I know they haven't done that, but still, other than that, he, he still top 1% rich guy, you know, better than you so on and so forth so that's awesome because i did not yeah. want to go back to what he was in the original 
uh, incarnation. I forget what his name was at Derek Derek Bateman. Yeah, so Derek Bateman. Yeah. So yeah, so bravo for him. You know, uh, perhaps you could borrow a little bit of that EC3 uh, persona for a cat cash dollar. Hmm, I don't know. Oh yeah, he's he's the perfect heel. Yeah. I think so. Well, it sounds like you want to be a, a heel as well. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> keep going. You went on about you you're not really, uh, you know, you want to play opposite of yourself and all that good stuff like that. So I don't know, man. Is Cash Dollar wanting to be one of the, the top one percent also, and uh, buy people off like the Million Dollar Man and all that, all that good <laughs> stuff? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, okay. Now I'm waiting on you now because you know. Because as the guy that's running the Women's Pro Network, it becomes my job, or at least my self-imposed job, to to keep up with the talent that goes out to the independent circuit to the best of my ability so that I can report on it accurately. I will, uh, I'll let you know. I will, any any changes (laughs) in my life, I will email you directly. (laughs) Well, that that is fantastic. I I actually would have... Well, I'm sure I won't be the first, the first, but thanks, thanks for the thought. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, you know, you also wrote something on, on your uh, your Instagram. I'm, I'm going to see if I can call you out on this one just for a second. That somebody said that this would be a good catchphrase for Miss Cash Dollar. Do you know what I'm talking about? A good catchphrase. Yeah. Um, you, you had it typed up on your Instagram. Probably, if you don't like cash dollar, you can stay broke. There you go. Yeah. So, so, so is that that the one we're gonna stick on a t-shirt somewhere? It's a good one, I think. Um, but yeah, that, that's one of them, and that was actually how I ended my my promo. And it was a little more uh, <clears throat> a little more over the top when I said it, but um, yeah, I like that one. A little bit more oomph behind it. A little more oomph, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll we'll wait for you to see you on the microphone, and see you replicate that and and toss out your catchphrase and see how it comes off. Then, how about that? Yeah, sounds good. It's time for random questions. Uh, we, we've come up to the point of the show where I like to go through random questions. These are the the uh, the ones that I toss out that don't necessarily have to do anything with pro wrestling but you know we, we try to have a just a, a tad bit of fun with it uh game show style so cash dollar are you ready i'm ready guilty pleasure food wait what Say guilty, it again? guilty pleasure food ice cream ice cream any wrestler that comes from an advertised football background typically uses one of three moves that are commonplace for football wrestlers. What are those three moves? Mm, the spear, the crossbody. Uh, the spear. I don't know. Shoulder block. Three-point stance. Shoulder block. You gotta have to have a three-point stance that goes into either a clothesline or a shoulder block again, and mm-hmm. and the spear. Those those are usually your, your typical I'm a football player in a wrestling ring type move. Okay. 
What is the movie role that you have killed for? Killed for? Killed That's for. a lot. Uh, well, 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 you know, I, I mean that figuratively now. I'm not hoping that you go out and run this hit in the purge. We don't want you to do anything that's going to get you in trouble. Um, something like Black Widow. Okay. You know, I also would accept the Sonya Blade. What'd you say? I said, I also would accept that Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. Just considering oh, okay. that you had the, yeah, the, the photo up there and whatnot. You know, I think you had the comparative photo of, uh, I forget the, the actress that played her originally in the uh, the old Mortal Kombat movie, but you, you had like a side by side with her. So, mm-hmm. so I would have accepted that. Either that or maybe Lara Croft. Uh, something something action packed. Well, well, let me just say, and I'm going to veer off for a second. First off, did you see the new Tomb Raider movie? I did. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Second question, did you like it? Um, I thought it was good. I, uh, I enjoyed good, it. Good is safe. I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't think it was excellent. I thought it was good. Okay. Um, I, I, I will... I will add on to that. I, I, I did write it up. I, I said I thought the movie was fine, but I, I also was, on the other hand, as a, as a fan of the game, I was disappointed. So, so now, did I, you think it was better than uh, Angelina Jolie's? No. Warcraft. No, I didn't. No. I thought it looked better. I thought that the movie, visually speaking, was, was fantastic. I thought that the actress that played the role was, was great. Everything in the Tomb Raider movie 2018 was fine other than the story. And I shouldn't even say the story because I was fine with the story up until a point. I, when it got to the point where they were actively trying to dismiss anything supernatural, like they, they went out of their way to explain it away. That was where I was like, okay, this isn't a Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. I, uh, I, it didn't lose my attention. So I, I, when something loses my attention, I, I know it's a bad, to me, I consider it a bad movie, but, uh, it, it kept my attention the whole time, but I, I wouldn't say it was, it was an excellent movie. Uh, no, I, I, and I, I didn't. I didn't lose attention. I, if we're gauging off of that, I, I would say it did its job. It held my attention, and I was fine. And like I said, I I can't point the finger at an actress like, oh, she did terrible. You know, she she did fine. She did the role perfectly fine. I, I had no issue with anybody that was on that screen. It's just as somebody that played the game, and I know that there's a lot of supernatural element into it. I was like, why did you go out of your way to take that off? Yeah. So we'll say you're not a fan of that one. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought the Angelina Jolie one was a little bit closer to it, in, in my opinion, just just based on that. They, like, look, we, we got giant stone statues that wake up and start fighting people. That's just what happens. It's Tomb Raider. You know. It's, yeah. It, it, it was fine to watch. So so anybody out there, you just got a, a quick Mr. Green movie review. It was fine to watch, but it's nothing that I would go out of my way to be like, oh, I got to see it again. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. So, but uh, point the point of all of that was, 
<laughs> so I went in a roundabout way. To, the point of all that was if you do get a Tomb Raider role and you, and you happen to somehow play Lara Croft, make sure the script is good. Oh, I, if I do get a Tomb Raider role, I don't care how bad the script is, I will take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess considering the money that she probably got for it, yeah. then yes, I, 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 I wouldn't turn that down either. <laughs> Because I'm sure she probably got a good three million easy, mm-hmm. but that movie got buried. It was it just wrong place, wrong time, wrong story, and whatever they they were trying to set up for in a a franchise, I'm pretty sure that's probably got a very slim chance of going further. Just yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it now. Um, put it on the shelf. Yeah, I, I doubt that. <laughs> Well, we, we, time will tell. I, I don't think it made the money that they were looking for at all. And, and if it's not clearing the money, that's going to make it real tough to put out a sequel. But that is Mr. Green's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. What is the best Cesaro match you have seen? What is the best Cesaro match I've seen? Yes. Uh... I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. Okay, well, I'll fill in one for you. We'll say Cesaro versus Cena, U.S. title open challenge. Uh, That's a good one. He is, uh, I, I respect him in that uh, he, he does CrossFit and he's, uh, he knows five languages and uh, just a super strong dude, um, putting a lot of work in behind the scenes, too. Yeah, that, he's obscenely strong <laughs> for all intents and purposes. I like it. No human being should be that strong, but that, you know, what, what can I say? Uh, why does Nicolas Cage get a bad rap as an actor? Because I think that he just doesn't turn anything down. I think he just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I honestly, he's he's been filming a lot and, he had, he was on a roll for a while in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I like a, f- a few of his movies. Like um, speaking of Face Off, it's on Netflix right now. Um, oh, yeah. Family Man, that's on Netflix right now. That's a good one. Um, Gone in sixty seconds, right? That's Nicolas Say, Cage. Look, you naming three. You naming good. Yeah, Nicolas Cage I could name three Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> so, you could do more than that. I I bet if you if you sat and thought about it right now, you'd probably give me at least two more that are good. Well, the one that I was in, Dog Eat Dog, which was probably not his best. <laughs> and what else is there? Oh, uh, City of Angels, Meg Ryan. Yeah. There we go. Leaving Las Vegas, won an Academy Award, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Which is a good uh, action movie, uh, National Treasure. I, I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one. First one wasn't bad. You I know. think that's on Netflix right now too. See, see look, you know, and, and okay, look, Nicolas Cage isn't turning anything down, but, but in fairness to him, and you know, I, I know that I'm going off into movie podcast world. I haven't done this in a while, but in fairness to him, the guy got hit with like a IRS lien. So, 
I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's why he isn't turning things down. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I'm not sure I would turn down anything either. Right. <laughs> if he was willing to pay me at least a million dollars a pop to show up in a movie and I could get this bill paid off, I am I would crank him out like it wouldn't know tomorrow. But yep. As, but as you got to make the money. Yeah, see, but as far as him getting a bad rap as an actor, you know, uh, I I know a lot of people tend to point to the idea that, you know, these the scenes where he's overacted and he's done stuff that just would come off as ridiculous, particularly out of context. The, the one that he gives point to the most, at least that I can recall, is the bees scene from The Wicker Man. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. No? Okay. I don't think so. Well, when, you, when you're done here and you have time, go on YouTube and put Nicolas Cage, The Bees, into your into your search bar up there at, on YouTube. And what should, what should come up is this guy, Nicolas Cage, being held down with a cage put on his head and these people pouring bees inside of the, the cage, which I wasn't really aware that you could do that with bees, but, you know, I guess I shouldn't overthink that. But it basically pour into this little cage hat like water, and he's screaming, ah, the bees, the bees, you know. So out of context, that seems like a, a poor acting job. But my argument has always been the scene is about bees stinging this guy in the face. How is he supposed to act? I don't know. It's, I, I feel like that's on a meme somewhere. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is on a meme. <laughs> but again... You're you're playing the part of a guy that is getting stung repeatedly by a swarm of bees. I'm thinking that him screaming bees arg is appropriate. I'll have to to give you any feedback. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Name your occupation you hope never to have to do. Never have to do. Yes, that you that you hope you never have to do this. Uh well any of my maybe previous jobs. I mean I know there are a lot of I know people have a lot of tough jobs out there and well, now we had it a lot worse than what I I had it, but um, oh yeah, now we we're not talking about you know we're not knocking the people that act. Somebody got to do it, but you know yeah. To, I don't to, know. I I mean, I grew up when I was twelve. I had a paper route, mm. and then I started working when I was sixteen. I was in fast food. I worked at McDonald's, and um, I grew up working. I, I when I was twelve, thirteen, fourteen, I had a paper route, and then I. I did the whole fast food thing, and then I worked in. I started working in the gym when I was eighteen, and uh, I don't like desk jobs so much. Um, I have a really, really awesome job right now. Um, I, I had a job once where I was the uh, it was like a third party, and I was I enrolled people in benefits, so I was on the phone all day and. I could see how many people, how many calls were in queue, and I would have like 20, 30 calls in queue at one time. Mm-hmm. That was pretty, uh, but yeah, I was tied to the desk and just had to answer phone calls all day. Um, anything like that where I, I'm very active, so anything that kind of keeps me stuck and, uh, yeah, 
not not your cup of tea to be uh, stuck in an office somewhere. Yeah, with with no way of of just kind of getting up and moving around, I guess. So, okay. um, probably the best atmosphere for me is in a gym or just having access to a gym or just being able to like move around and have freedom and yeah, anything that prevents that would be pretty awful for me. <laughs> so when they make the episode on Black Mirror about your, your life, uh, when they, when they want to find that irony torture moment, you're just going to wake up in the office one day with the walls all gray and you know. Uh, and you can't get out this endless endless rows of uh, cubicles and phones and computers. yeah I'll just be in a cubicle that, honestly it could be anywhere just no gym maybe mm. that would be that would be my torture <laughs> well hopefully that won't happen we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't want that to, to go on uh, name me three football players that have transitioned into the world of pro wrestling Oh wow! Yes. Um, There's many of them out there. You know, all of them don't advertise. Oh yeah. As many, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, well, there was a girl at my trout, Camila Kane. Ah uh, yes. Um, so, um. Well, there is uh, Summer Rae. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's two, right? That is two. Um, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Well, uh, would you like, uh, you, you can toss out Bill Goldberg or Steve McMichael or Hacksaw Jim Duggan or uh, oh, yeah, Peter and Lad. <laughs> women. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I mean, if you were going with women, you could have you could have said uh, Susan Cash Dollar. Yeah, there's three right there. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have uh that would have rounded it out if he was sticking with the the women motif. Uh, who is the biggest female action star in the world today? Who's the biggest female action star? Yes. Ooh. Toughy. I don't, surprisingly, and, and like Scarlett Johansson and like. Uh, just because she has, she's Black Widow and she's in every Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I I may have to tend to agree with that. Uh, Gail Godot hasn't done enough to really be the biggest, but I think she has a strong claim to it. So they're they're actually um, they're starting to film Wonder Woman two this this summer. So they're starting that up, and that'll be released in two thousand nineteen November. So well, long wait, it. but they're filming. They're in pre production. So well, it's the biggest hit that they've got right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, everything else has not worked for them, but but her movie did, which is the only reason that I could give her the nod as you know maybe she would be the biggest. Hit. The, the one element that Scarlett has not had is she has not had a, a big tentpole singular film. Maybe Lucy. I think Lucy might qualify. But, but other than that, I think the Wonder Woman thing probably hit a little harder than Lucy did. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
so that that is my assessment of it. Fantasy booking. Oh, now it is time for fantasy booking. This is the third segment, final, where I have you, the guests, give me uh, their storyline slash angle because I am of the belief that every wrestler, and I guess in your case, a potential wrestling fan or trainee, has at least one storyline that is wrapped up in their brain that they can kind of pull out and be like, you know, if I had the chance to book it, this is what I would book for myself. The only rule to this is that I ask that the, the uh, participants, if you include somebody else, that they actually be alive, you know, and, and within your time frame, meaning you cannot go out and pull somebody like, hey, I'd like to wrestle Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's no longer here, uh, or, or anybody like that. So, All right. I don't really have a storyline right now for you. Is it, no? No, I don't. Um, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> well, well, how creative can you be? Uh, let's see. Mm. I think I might have too like too many ideas. I don't have like one in particular that. Uh, really stands out. Well, we'll fire some at if, if If we had to, if we had to sit down and book you right now, let's just say it's, it's on the independent circuit and we're going with the, uh, the bratty rich girl cash dollar gimmick and we're trying to find you the, the, the right opponent slash angle to kind of kick you off. What what's, what comes to mind for, for a, a reasonable reasonable thing for Cash Dollar to do? I would, I'm going to come out with my muscles and I'm going to be making it rain. And uh, it's about as, that's about as far as it goes right now. Uh-oh. I don't want to spill any more than that. <laughs> okay. To be continued. To be continued. Now, yes. See, I, I think you, you, you got to find you a, a perfect foil for the cash dollar character because, it, you know, it, and, and, and before I go any further, let me just say to anybody that's listening, that, you know, the, this is a, uh, this is not concrete. She is neither confirming nor denying that this is an actual character trait of the cash dollar persona. This is solely Mr. Green uh, coming up with this particular angle. So, that said, uh, let's just assume that you, you are the heel because you want to be a heel. You want to you want to come out and be hated. You want to toss in some money at people. Well, I don't know if tossing money at people is going to really make them hate you. That might that might not be the the, the, the best That's thing. I'm going to be tossing money with my face on it. Ah, ah. Now there's difference. You're gonna get people's hopes up and have them see that you're giving out fake bills. Yep, fake bills with my face on it. Alright, so so now you need you a a nice uh, opponent that can stand on the opposite side that that has a a, a, a 
a polar opposite persona, background, what have you. I think I think you need to do the, the whole hiring somebody just because I can, you know, just just so I can run them into the ground. And just it just be mean and hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you would a, a nice a nice poor girl that needs the money in the wrestling business because clearly Susan Cash Dollar I mean well we're going to say Cash Dollar clearly Cash Dollar doesn't need the money I'm just here just because I I need an athletic outlet so I'm already I already got money I, I just you know do this because I enjoy humiliating people and beating people up without legal ramifications. All right, so you go ahead. Keep telling the story here. <laughs> okay, so now now you want me to pitch the story. Okay, so here we go. We're yeah, gonna, we're gonna have Susan Cash. We're gonna start you up. You can, let me let me. I gotta think of somebody I could put you off into the ring with. Who who's a good indie worker? Do you, do you know anybody off the top of your head that that could work you? Nobody? Um, I have a few in mind. This is your story, though. I want this, you to go with this. Yeah, well, you let's do say, all the work. Well, let's say Camilla Kane. You know, okay. let, let's let's use the uh, the whole football background thing. You okay. know that that y'all you both had that going for you. So we introduced that. We have both of you out, but somewhere along the line, you know, because she clearly works the the football gimmick, you would not. You have to establish that. I'm better than that. I've, I've, that was the whole reason I stepped away because I'm, I'm better than that. I'm better than you. I don't need, and yeah, I, I've never needed to do this way. You know, you can come out here and be a grunt and sweat and this, that, and the other. You know, but the whole reason that you're in this this place right now is because I told them to do it. You're here under my will, my my thumb. And of course, we have to unveil that that's all true. That the only reason that Camilla Kane is in this particular federation, whichever one it happens to be, you put in whatever you want, is because you paid for her entry to be there in the first place. Thus, making her your servant might be a little little harsh, but you get the but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. So now we're just gonna kick you into full on abusive mode. Have a tag up with you. Have her be the one to take the loss a couple of times so that you can go into the back room and you can just get into her face and ream her out. Just over and over and over again. You're worthless. You don't know what you're doing. You're stupid. Why did I pay you a loss of an investment. I can't even believe I put this kind of time and cash behind you. You do that for about a couple of months. Well, I'm not saying not a couple of months. We'll do that for about four weeks or so. And then enough is enough. And she finally develops the guts to step up and say, I don't care what you're paying me. I don't, I don't care if I lose this job or they kick me out of this promotion. I am going to get my one-on-one match with Cash Dollar tonight, you know, and I'm going to beat her ass back and forth across this building. Thus, we, we have our showdown between the big heel and the baby face. And you got to do everything in your power to cheat to kind of get out of it. But, you know, how's that? I like it. There you go. <laughs> so so there's one for you. There's one for the books, folks. Now, now you can take that one and you can run. I'm going to suggest that you look at the movie Whiplash so you could be just as mean as that coach was and just just – 
be as hated as possible. Whiplash was a great movie, speaking uh, of. Ah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Okay, so you remember the guy in there? Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons. There you go, J.K. Simmons. Be like him. Count for me. Yeah. One, two, three, slap. One, two, three, slap that. If you can do that, there's no possible way that that wouldn't even be a cool heel. That's just heel to be heel. There's no way anybody can like that. Oh yeah, he was a big time heel. So if you do that, I think you, you're on the money. And if you go smacking a big girl like her around, then you really something. Yep. So there yes, we. Yes, he's five foot ten. Camila is five foot ten, right? Yeah. But, girl. but you can do it. You can do it. I believe in you, Kenneth I like it. Dollar. I like the whole story. That was good. Well, thank you very much. You know, creative writing services are uh, open and available. Just, uh, <laughs> just take your ticket and, and give me your plot line, and I will produce. Yep, that could be your new your your side gig here. <laughs> Start right. writing storylines. I already have. <laughs> I got several side gigs. I don't know if I need another one. <laughs> <laughs> I already write as it is scripts in full full on feature length and short story scripts. So yes, I'm I'm there. So when I when I need to, to hire me a, a nice actress slash stunt woman, I know where to call you. Yeah, you know who to call. Yes, indeed. So, Ms. Cash Dollar, final words as far as your, your wrestling uh, career slash aspirations go. I mean, I, I know we, we said that the, the, the debut is soon. Uh, I said within three months, but again, for those that are listening, I, would, I know that you would neither confirm nor deny that that is uh, the case. I'm just kind of putting the time frame on that. But uh, anything else that you, you would like to kind of toss into there? Really, um, just that I'm, I'm working hard always, and uh, there's really nothing to, to report right now, but um, I'm, I'm always working on something, and um, hopefully um, I'll have a lot to talk about soon. Okay, well, well, let me just say that the door is always open uh, for you to come onto the Women's Pro Network and share whatever news that you may have, even if it's just shooting me a message, just to post it on the page. It is uh, more than welcome, because I'm sure that uh, your followers and fans and people who don't know they're going to be fans of yours yet will uh, appreciate the information. Uh, and I'm going to repeat your social media for those that uh might have missed it in the beginning or have a short-term memory that it is Susan Cash Dollar, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, although Instagram is the social media platform of choice. Correct? Correct. Maybe, yep. one, maybe one of these days you'll get back on uh, Facebook or something, but I don't know. Facebook might have, might have uh, lost its luster for you, perhaps. Yeah, I, I mean, I was very active on Facebook. I think it just, um, I've been pretty busy lately, and um, so I'll post pictures on Instagram, but um, I don't really post too much on, on my Twitter or Facebook, but um, it's there, and it'll probably be used in the future, so. 
Okay. Well, then, then those out there, they should follow it anyway. Whether you, whether you are active on it right now or not, uh, get on it. She, she may come back. You never know. But as far as the Women's Pro Wrestling Network is concerned, then you can go onto our page and the website. And I, I am updating that website as we speak. It's taken me a long time, folks, to get back into the groove of getting that thing together. I had to get some stuff fixed. But you can go to WPN Wrestling, WPNWrestling.com, and that is the nexus for every social media platform that is available on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, bar none. Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube, Women's Pro Wrestling Network on Facebook, WPN Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. I know I wish I had got it all the same thing at one time, but I didn't do that. I didn't have foresight, and I apologize for that, people out there. Uh, but those are the things and if you don't remember just remember going to the website it will link you to everything so that is about as good it is going to get so this cash dollar a farewell to your your your, your fans out there uh, those that were following you on instagram your l f l fans and your future wrestling fans would you would you like to give a a mwah or, or a goodbye or a so long or something like that <laughs> Um, more like a kiss goodbye. Um, yes. I will say goodbye, good night. I am an old woman. It's ten twenty-two, and it's past my bedtime. So uh, I hope everyone has a good night. Well, that is uh, good for me and everybody from Mr. Green and the Women's Pro Network. I want to say so long. We'll catch you on the next go round. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.